right, let's open up our Bibles to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 5. We're in Matthew chapter 5 once more this week. Today we are into this fifth beatitude, the one that's right here in the middle. I've entitled this message today simply just mercy. Mercy. Today we're talking about mercy and what it means to be a person of mercy, a person who flows in mercy. We've been going through the Beatitudes, which are from the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus teaching the people, the multitudes that were gathered there, what it's like in his kingdom, what is the culture, what is the character, and what is the conduct of the kingdom of heaven, and how he desires that people that are called by his name on this earth should live. And Jesus, as he speaks these Beatitudes, he begins each one with the word blessed there. I have a picture here of that word in Greek. It's the word makarios. And that word makarios means to be made happy. That's why we've titled this whole message, The Pursuit of Happiness. If you've ever wondered, man, how can I be happy in life? Do I find happiness in my job? Do I find happiness in making lots of money and, you know, having uh, lots of girlfriends or being popular or having a following on social media power? Where does happiness live? Jesus makes it clear to us that this is how you achieve happiness in this life. And he began by telling us, blessed or happy are those who are poor in spirit. And we realize we have nothing to offer you, God. We're broke spiritually, so we need you. That person is happy. The person who mourns their sin and their brokenness, Jesus says, they'll find comfort. I'll make the person who mourns how broken they are happy. Jesus says that he makes the meek happy. Those who have a quiet strength, right? Those who can probably take somebody down, but reserve their strength, hold back, restrain themselves, and operate in meekness. God makes that person happy. Last week we learned that God makes those who hunger and thirst for righteousness happy. You are a person who hungers to be right with God with others, and to see the whole society be made right, that person is happy. This week, Jesus speaks on mercy. In 1971, the legendary Motown singer Marvin Gaye released a song called Mercy, Mercy Me. How many of you have heard that song before? Mercy, Mercy Me. This song went to number one. This song came out in 1971, which was 52 years ago. Um, it was a radical departure for Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye had typically sang songs about love, about romance. You probably heard songs about, like, let's get it on and things like that. Right? I mean, this was Marvin Gaye. But here Marvin Gaye steps out of what he was known for and sings a song about the environment, about caring for our earth, about pollution, about how the seas are full of fish with mercury and how we are to show compassion to the earth. It was a radical departure from Marvin Gaye. Some people were wondering, like, hey, is he okay? Where's this coming from? It was a shift for him, but it was a song that was marked by its compassion. And a few years ago, uh, a major music outlet said, what is a classic song that the world today needs now? This was in 2019. This major music magazine online said the song, the classic song that people need to hear now more than ever before is Mercy, Mercy. 
5, verse 7, this is what Jesus says. Jesus says these words, God blesses, God makes happy those who are what? Merciful. For they will be shown mercy. Those who give mercy will be made happy because they're going to get back what they give. Let's talk about mercy this morning. Some people have this idea that mercy means uh, forgiving people who don't deserve it. And that's an element of mercy that's true. Some people think that mercy is just simply helping people who have a need. Like, you know, giving uh, a person that without a home, you know, some money or a hungry person some, some food. Some people kind of minimize mercy into that. But biblically speaking, mercy is much more complex, much more multifaceted than just helping somebody in need or forgiving somebody who doesn't deserve it. Mercy is an active disposition. It's not a passive word. It's an active word. It's a word that shows motivation, that shows recognition, and is ultimately displayed in action. So when Jesus says, blessed are the merciful, he's speaking about a person who takes action, a person who does something, a person who recognizes a need, is motivated by that need, and then steps up and fills the need. He's not speaking about a passive uh, thought, oh, I feel bad for this person. That's mercy too, though. Thoughts can be merciful. But he's speaking here of action. When we understand mercy this way, church, it's a game changer. When we flow in mercy, your relationships change. Your marriage could change. Your work relationships could change. Your relationships with your friends, with your schoolmates, with your neighbors, your family members, they all change as well. Why should we be merciful? I think that's where we should start. Why should we be a people who are marked by our mercy? So I want to share with you, um, today's going to be very practical teaching. Um, I want to share with you four reasons why we should show mercy, why we should be people who are merciful. Because again, Jesus says, happy is the person who's merciful because they will receive that mercy. And again, what's mercy? An active display of help. And it's saying God will actively display his help to you in your life. And when God is actively helping you, I don't know about you, but that makes me happy. So that God is for me. He's present and he's helping me. So here's four quick reasons why we should be merciful people. Especially in a world today that lacks mercy. We need to be the people marked by our mercy. Number one is simply this. You should be merciful because you've been given mercy. You've been given mercy. God is a merciful God. And because you've been shown mercy, you should then show that mercy to others. Pretty simple. Right? Pretty simple. Mercy is part of God's character. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. It says, God is so rich in what? Mercy. God is a merciful God. God is the originator and the source of mercy. He loved you so much that even though you were dead to your sins, he gave you life when he raised Jesus from the dead. That's a God who shows you mercy. You have been given mercy. Listen, if you're here and you're alive today and you have breath in your lungs and you're able to operate and your mind is halfway together, God has been merciful in your life. So be merciful to others. He's the source. He's the founder. Any mercy that we could show to others, hear me well, any mercy that we could show to others 
hard to show mercy, right? Again, that's why these Beatitudes are built on top of one another. They're, 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 they're like a, a building being built. Jesus building his kingdom through these saints, right? So we need meekness to show mercy. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes I want to take people down. I don't want to show them mercy. It's like when we showed a couple weeks ago, the Chicago way. We're taught the Chicago way. So we need to be meek to show mercy. That's why these ideas are built one on top of the other. And what do we need to be meek? We need God. We need Jesus. That's why we got to be people who say, I'm poor in spirit. God, I have nothing. I'm broke. Help me. So that I can show mercy. So one, be merciful because you've been given mercy. Number two, be merciful because we're ordered to show mercy. We're told in Scripture, we're commanded to show mercy. Did you know that? Look at Micah chapter 6, verses 8. This is what the Lord has told you is good. This is such an important Scripture here. Such an important Scripture. Jesus would go on to quote the Scripture several times in his life because this is what God says is good. If you ever wondered, what does God think is good? And what is it that God wants me to do in this life? Micah 6, 8 tells you right here. It says, the Lord has told you what is good. Here, I'm going to tell you what's good. And I'm going to tell you what I require of you, says the Lord. Do what is right. Be a person who pursues righteousness. And what? Love mercy. Love mercy. We're commanded to be people who love mercy and to give mercy and to walk humbly before our God. This is what God says he wants from you. Listen, God doesn't want your religious doings. See, some people have it so messed up. And if you were to ask the average person who walks the street one question, do you believe in God? And the people who would say, yes, I believe in God, you would ask them secondly, okay, what do you think God wants from you? They probably say something, well, he wants me to, you know, uh, do all these lists of things, A, B, C, and D, all these religious duties, right? All these rituals, all these traditions, people think that that's what following Jesus is. But God makes it much more clear than that. He says, I don't want your religion. You know what I want? I want you to be right with people. I want you to love mercy. Thank you. 
always be needed in mercy of yourself. Because until the day we reach heaven, we're under construction. We're broken. We're busted. We're going to mess up. We're going to fail God. We're going to fail people. Listen, if it's your first, second, third time here, my name is Juan. I'm your friend. I'm happy that you're here. But I want to let you right now. Don't trust me too much. I will fail you. I will. Because I'm human. Just like you. There's nothing different for me than anyone else here. I'm just trying to get it right to you. Just like you. And we all need mercy. We will constantly in our life need mercy again and again and again and again and again. Because we will mess up. So why should we be merciful? Because again, we will be made happy because we give it. And in return, we will get it from God. Look at James chapter 2 verse 13. It says, there will be no mercy for those who have not shown mercy to others. Hey, if you don't release it, don't expect to receive it. But if you have been merciful, God will be merciful when he judges you. So, remember that. Be merciful because you're going to need mercy in your life. You're going to need it from people. And you're going to need it from God. And listen, on the day of judgment, you're not going to need a bailout. You're not going to need a lifeline, a phone, a friend. You know what you're going to need on the day of judgment? You're going to need mercy. So give mercy. Give mercy. We are commanded to show mercy. We've been given mercy. And we will need mercy. Now the last reason why we should be merciful is because giving mercy leads to joy. Remember the promise of this whole beatitude. Notarios. Happy is the person who is what? Merciful. You want to experience joy in your life? Hey, operate in mercy. This is the promise that Jesus gives in this beatitude. So here are four simple reasons why why we should be merciful, especially in a culture that struggles with mercy. Struggles with mercy. Now, let me finish today's message with just five ways, five practical ways you can show mercy. Okay? And listen, if you got a camera, take the selfie later. These are easy, well, not easy, easy to understand, not so easy to apply, uh, but easy to understand ways that you could be a person who flows in mercy. You want to experience happiness in your life, right? I think we all do. Jesus, again, says, happy is the person who's merciful, because they're going to get it from me, and that should make them happy. Here's five practical ways. You can walk out this service right now in about 15, 20 minutes after we take communion. And begin to apply these today so that you can be a person who flows in mercy. Okay? So here's number one. Be patient with people. We all have quirks. We all have oddities. We all have irritating behaviors. Don't hit the person next to you. Right? When we show them, some of us don't know that we have them, but be patient with people. Listen, it's an act of mercy when you don't flip out, when you don't get angry, when you don't go after them. You don't speak your mind too quick. You show some restraint. You know what you're showing? You're showing patience. But you know what patience is rooted in? Mercy. Be patient with people. This is especially true in the home because it's the people in your home who you see at their worst, right? The people that you spend the most time with, your coworkers and your people in your home, the things that they do that drive you crazy, that you just want to flip off 
patient with each other, making allowance for each other's annoying behaviors. Because of what? Because of your love. Because of your love. This scripture here, this making allowance, that could save a marriage. I'm being real. This this could save a, a, a parent child relationship. When you exude some patience. Listen, if you're constantly on them every little time they do something wrong, bam, 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 hammer, 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 hammer. But where's the love in that? There's no mercy there. Now, now, back to the point A, right? Have you been given mercy? Does God do that to you every time you fail him? Imagine if he did what you look like. You walk in here, this would be like an ER. Spiritually, emotionally, Maybe even physically, if God were to beat us up every time we fail him. He doesn't do that to us, he gives us what? Mercy. So hey, give, give mercy to others, right? Give mercy to others. Practice patience with people. Um, patience is something you need to be built up in. Patience doesn't arrive naturally. I, I know very few people who say, you know what, I'm really good at naturally patience. No one really says that. It's not like drawing, you were born with a skill, right? There's some people that are just great drawing, they're born with it. They can see something, turn around, whoop, it's there. Nobody really flows naturally in patience. You need to grow in patience. You need to learn patience. Patience is something to be developed in your life. What is patience rooted in? Let's go back to James chapter 3 here. It says, but the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving, it's gentle, and it's willing to yield to others, right? It's willing to make that allowance. Wisdom is what allows you, I'm not going to die on this hill, and I'm going to make allowance for others. Now listen to this. Wisdom, it is what? Full of mercy. Wisdom says, hey, not worth it right now. I'm going to value relationship more than rules.
just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Now, right before this in Ephesians 4, Paul says, hey, get rid of anger, of rage, of malice, of harsh words, of bitterness. Hey, that's how the world reacts when people hurt them. But my people are people marked by mercy. I don't want you reacting like that. I want you to react like this. To be tenderhearted, to be merciful. I'm, I'm thankful. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful that God is a God of second chances. you for your faith, if anyone ever comes at you 
God has called you to do. And he will grant you his acarios. He will grant you his blessed and merciful. He will grant you his joy, his strength, his peace, his covering. You pay back good for evil. The last thing.
this mercy found? It's found in the cross of the person of Jesus. We're not merciful people. We're not born with it. We've got to grow in it. We need to do that. We need to understand that we're poor. But thank God we have a place that we can go and find it. Ephesians 4, 16 says, So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive what is mercy. We will find grace, grace to help us. Father, I pray that as we prepare for this communion, Lord, that you would just examine our heart, Lord, that you would draw us close to you in this time of worship, of consecration, and that we would ask ourselves to be flow in mercy. Vessels of your mercy, God. If we're not, 